Hello, everybody, and welcome to the UESP podcast. I'm your host, Pylon, as always. And while we battle with technical glitches and fun and interactive stories here, I would like to introduce one of our new guests that we have with us tonight. Ohm the Incorrect. That's an interesting name. How did you get the name Ohm the Incorrect? Were you incorrect about something at some point? (laughs) I was. I know, right? How crazy. Um, So, before Blades came out at all, even alpha-wise, I was very insistent that it was going to be set in High Rock because, to me, it looked very High Rock-y. It's not set in High Rock. I made a bet. It was a mistake. I was wrong. (laughs) Yes, you made a bet. I believe the agreement was that if it was not set in High Rock, you would eat five pieces of printer paper live on video. But... As many of you here are probably watching this, you don't want to see someone eat five pieces of printer paper. I don't think anybody wants to watch someone eat that because you're not going to feel good after and no one's going to do that. So we made a deal that if you are willing to come on the podcast and admit that you are incorrect and you had to change your name until Blades was out of early access stating that you're incorrect, that we would make it sure you did not have to eat the printer paper. So here you finally are with us to admit your defeat and your assumptions that it was high rock. Yeah. I'm happy you guys aren't making eat printer paper because that yeah. would have been Yeah, that would have been great. absolutely terrible. But no, we're happy to have you here and you're a good sport about it all. So glad that it, we got this finally to work out. Apologies in advance. We haven't had a show in a while. Um, because Alara and I were basically without power last week. Uh, we had some big storms roll through, and I got knocked out of power for only about four hours, but then my power would only stay on for about an hour at a time uh, after that. So that was on Sunday, I got knocked out, and then an hour, and I didn't have power for more than a couple hours at a time for about three days. And Alara, I think you went, what, like 90 hours without power? Uh, not quite that many. It was like 55 or something like that. Well, it's still still enough to be still outrageous. Outrageous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the longest you have gone without power in your life? This was uh the longest. Although this time I'm living in a town, so as you know, the city water I once uh, was out for 49 hours out in the country. So oh. d- during the winter time. So oh that was a lot uh more inconvenient. What about uh pile on everyone else? I, do you guys remember the massive East Coast power outage? Yes. I think that was in 2000, what, like four or three? Like the entire East Coast of North America lost power. We didn't have power. I think it was almost three days there. Hmm. The longest I've never had, I've ever not had power was uh, a couple years ago, a storm just like knocked a tree down straight on our junction box. And they just decided they didn't feel like fixing it anytime soon. So it was out for like a day and a half. It was nice. Awesome. I would say... I lived off the grid basically for like three months without power. That's crazy. Wait, intentionally though? Uh, Partially intentionally. Partially. I've been camping The line got knocked down by a storm... And they didn't bother sending someone out for like three months. That's crazy. So anyways, 
that explains why we didn't have a show last week. And when we tried to have, I was thinking, okay, we'll just schedule a makeup show for this. And then that completely didn't happen because we just didn't have the ability to do it. So apologies. In you advance. had to reinstall Windows button, didn't you? Yeah, my SSD, uh, that actually probably explains why there was a problem when I started the show because my SSD fried because there were so many power outages that my battery backup just got completely drained and we moved. We like moved out for a bit so we didn't have to worry about that. And it kept, kept restarting my computer and I think it just crashed my SSD. So new SSD, Windows is reinstalled. All my games are fine. So we're all good there. So, but had to get everything set up again. But yes, yeah, so why don't we introduce the rest of our guests on tonight? They're more familiar faces than the bottom left quadrant. But AKB in the middle, AKB, do you want to introduce yourself for anybody who may not know who you are? No. <laughs> Well, fine then, Baratron. <laughs> I didn't think you'd actually skip me. Well, yeah, that hurts. we'll skip you then, Baratron. Can you let everybody know what you do? Um, I'm the guildmaster for the uh, ESO guild for the ESP on PCNA. Um, I also log into PCEU, so you'll see me on both places. Uh, I'm a an admin on the UESP Discord, and sometimes I do tweeting. Like I was just tweeting about, uh, I can't even remember the name of the thing. QuakeCon. QuakeCon. Yes. I know. I also uh, drew a blank there for a second. I was like, like, it was Gamescom. No, not Gamescom. PAX. No, it wasn't PAX. It's uh, some other event. (laughs) Awesome. And Alara in the bottom corner, who we can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Yeah, I have a new webcam this time. That's exciting. So I'm Alara, and I'm an admin on the UESP forums and Discord, and I do some of the social media, and I edit the wiki, and I think I'm forgetting something, but I'm not sure what. I don't know. It's been too long since we've done this. <laughs> yeah, it's been forever. And I know, were you here last week, or the two weeks ago as well? I believe I was. I think you were, yes. Honestly, your new webcam is almost too nice. It's like a jump between the rest of ours now. Yeah, right. And I'm looking at myself and I'm above her. And, and you know, I'm all blurry. And she's got, you know, <laughs> beautiful radiance. And then the, the uh, backdrop behind. And I'm just sitting here looking at myself. Going, yeah, it does kind of, the blurred okay. background adds a bit of like a halo effect too. So. Oh, yeah. I set that up too within the last week. So that's new as well. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we talk about Alara's recent purchase section of the show. <laughs> awesome. So let's move over to our scholarly pursuits because we're skipping AKB. Skellington? A Skellington? Yes. <laughs> a Skellington. So if you're not aware or haven't watched the show before, the Scholarly Pursuits section is kind of where we just talk about the things that we've been up to in the world of the Elder Scrolls, whether directly game-related or wiki-related or kind of the things like that. So since we skipped AKB on the introduction, why don't we start with you on what your Scholarly Pursuits were this week? I mean, my Scholarly Pursuits were really short. I st- started playing blades again because i got it working again do you know what the problem Uh, was the problem i have no clue what it was i had to reinstall uh like the google play store and then after that i had to reinstall blades anyway it was a whole ordeal where i had to delete a bunch of things reinstall them try it again over and over and i had to like 
re-register part of my like Bethesda account. It was very bizarre, the whole process. That's very strange. Uh, now, I when I did, for some reason, I got all of my chests to just unlock instantly. So that was a nice boost. I went down from having like 20 silver chests to having zero. Uh, it's a strange bug, but... It was a strange bug, and after that, it didn't happen again. It, but I'm playing that again. I uh, Are you enjoying I've reached it? The point, it's okay. Uh, I reached the point where I have a workshop, and I was very upset with the amount of resources I get from that every day <clears throat> compared to how much it took to make the thing. <laughs> yeah. Upgrade. Yeah, you like, keep upgrading uh, that. So it, you need to spend, like... 60 limestone, and I don't know if it's just me, but limestone is at the early part of the game I would say I'm still in. The one that the game doesn't like to give you. Yeah, it's and now I'm just swimming in it constantly, so. But, so the building costs, like, I think it's exactly 54, around 60 limestone to build the first time, and I did that and I go like, okay, well, now I can just straight up buy limestone. This game's about to get easy. I'm going to finish this whole down in, uh, like, a day. No, she only has, like, six limestone a day. So, yeah, it's very I will, I will see, like, the return on my investment for that character in, uh, what is that, like, ten days, about? So that's pretty frustrating. Yeah, it'll take a while. Beyond that, I mean, everything... Skyrim's working. ESO is working. Uh, I have played basically every Elder Scrolls game that I've wanted to for once. It is very rare that I'm not having impossible problems with one of these games. I am very, very surprised that everything's working as nicely as it is right now. Yeah, you shouldn't have oh, unusually wait. bad luck. <laughs> what happened? What I did have bad luck uh, with uh, the QuakeCon streams. I made sure I had like all those things linked up. I never got a single drop. So I don't I think they've any... given them out yet, have they? Because yeah, I haven't got one either. Were you supposed to get like, so... a notice you got them, though? Like, were you aware you earned it? No. Nope. Really? No. Well, no right feedback at it, all. I guess. Besides the fact that you didn't get told you got them if you did. Yeah, we'll find out. I think, what uh, does anybody have the dates on them? I think it was next week we find out. I I don't know why it's done that way. It's very bizarre. That is strange. Anyways, for having the shortest um, scholarly pursuits, you said, I think that was one of our longest ones that we've actually gone into discussions on. Mm -hmm. um, Ohm, how about you? Other than being incorrect, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I, I decided I wanted to try to play through Redguard. Uh... That didn't work super great. <laughs> I was just going to say, how did that go? Uh, I played... So I got through the intro, and then I got to the part where you fight the pirates, and then I closed the game. That's most people's reactions to that game, because it is not a good game. No. No, so not even... What was the reason for closing it down after that? Was it so just... Here's the is it, like, a buggy, or is it like, oh, that just wasn't fun? All of the above. Oh, what? Can I just, would you mind if I described my, uh, how this works? Sure. Yes, because I've actually never so tried to, to play Redguard before. So to play Redguard, first off, 
you it's uh i think by default windows keys to move i think it's uh d to draw your sword and to attack people it's the interact button which is controlled by default so you're maneuvering with uh the arrow keys you have to draw your sword which it doesn't prompt you on uh with d which you would never guess and then you have to hit control to sword fight it's the most bizarre experience it's all at a low like sub 20 frame rate no matter what you do it's just the most bizarre game opening for the series in my opinion it no wonder that it almost like bankrupted the company it's a <laughs> i've heard that even on the original uh original computers it was that bad too as far as like frame rate and stuff it was i would i believe them uh on that I didn't play Red Guard back then. It, I, my, like my first Elder Scrolls game ever was Daggerfall, but that was like a Dark Era, the 3DFX era, when basically every like RPG series went crazy. Uh, there was Ultima, which what was it? Ultima Eight was the 3D jump, and that just fell apart. Uh, Might and Magic did the same thing and same result. And, of course, uh, there's also Thief. There's a lot of them that basically, when they jumped from, like, 2.5D or 2D to 3D, the whole thing just fell apart completely. It just didn't work correctly or look good. And part of that was just the fact that the technology to make it look good didn't exist at the time, really. But you still had to develop it to get to where we are now. It was, But it still made it just, like, the worst era for gaming, period. Yeah, I didn't play come out when it came out because I was uh, two. I was two years old. So when did what year did it come out? Nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I had finished university. I was eleven. That. I was yeah. six. I was eleven when that came out. You're also young. Uh, we have breaking news from Baratron that she believes she has discovered the ESO drop dates. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> sort of. So I went to the um, the QuakeCon page on the um, you know the official Elder Scrolls Online, and apparently the rewards will be delivered after the convention during the month of August. And so I thought I was that's a bit a long crap. Time. That was a bit crap. So I went to the Bethesda site, and it says here your crown crate and pet will be waiting for you when you log in the week after QuakeCon. Well, I think okay. it's the week after QuakeCon, and I've not got anything. Uh, it's, we're just starting the week after QuakeCon, though. So well, they have yeah. until they have until Friday at midnight. I'll give them. And I just missed the stream, so I'm. <laughs> I missed well, the I'm Friday one, but I think I caught the Saturday show. So, I, well, technically, like they weren't lying as long as one person got them. So I think uh, of their like, I think it was like six thousand people tuned in live. Only one person's going to get it. <laughs> They're like, they was waiting for me. So other than attempting and failing to play Red Guard, did you get up to anything else, Om? Om, 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 Om. Which one? We we talked about it briefly in the sh- before the show, and I've already forgotten what we discussed. Whichever one works for you. I'm never going to remember either, so it'll, it'll change up every other one this time. You'll be Om yeah. and then Om. I uh, also started playing a heavily modded version of Oblivion, which is a struggle for me because Oblivion makes me viscerally angry. Um, <laughs> Why is that? Everything about 
the visuals and the art direction or lack thereof and the lore it prevents. Martin Septon dies. Sure, also that. Don't fridge my bed. <laughs> so basically, you don't like potato heads. Yeah, I was going to um, say the potato is faces very, is heart very ruin looking exactly the same. Um, yeah, I do remember it coming out, and when it came out, I immediately thought, "I'm like, I think Morrowind looked better." Thing is, right? I played um, Skyrim was actually my first Elder Scrolls game, and I got Skyrim on the Xbox 360, and I sort of essentially finished it i mean you don't finish it but i'd done everything except for radiant quests and there wasn't any dlc yet so i borrowed the uh oblivion disc from a friend i put that in and was like oh my god this is so xbox 360 and i couldn't get over the <laughs> during those five years the fact that this was the same console and the graph you know the difference in the graphics i mean obviously i realized that like on pcs they'd uh changed but my xbox hadn't yeah i only ever played it on xbox as well so that's funny mm. ironically it was my first elder scrolls game that's funny that, and did you like it at the time or is it now like in hindsight you see it and you're like oh man that was bad i like liked that is it not a great i didn't remember it really but i enjoyed it so you enjoyed it. Watch my screen when I'm about to get mauled by six tigers. <laughs> well, stop running through packs of tigers. Yeah. I I really hate that stream delay because I want to make comments about sometimes something interesting. Sometimes something interesting happens, but it's just far enough away that I go like, well, I kind of have to wait for it. Yeah, I got to like, figure out what's causing the delay. If it's CPU, we will problems, figure that out. Yeah, we'll work on that. Yeah, I'm just annoyed he never loots anything. He runs around <laughs> and he leaves he leaves bodies when they've still got the golden glow around because he's not looted them. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Oh, that's what annoys you, not the, the fact that he's never used an interrupt in his entire playthrough well, of ESL. Too, but... <laughs> I like all that tiger shoes. I beat the game. Do you do you have an AoE? I mean, drop an AoE I, on that. I one. don't know what those are. I love, I love watching AKB play through. He's gonna ESL. die. It's so he's good. gonna die. Oh, never um, mind it. So you one, gonna... one day, one day I should play through ESO because you know I'm not the best player in the world. But sorry, that was bitchy. Um, let's move on. <laughs> was there anything else? Uh, um, so what drove you to play a heavily modded Oblivion again? Just one because second. Of... I know you're not the best player in the world, Baratron, because I am. Wow. <laughs> Oof! Call out. You heard it here first, folks. What was the question again? I don't even remember. <laughs> Is there anything else that you were up to, Ohm? Um, no, that's, that's about it. How about you, Baratron? Um, I have been up to um, elsewhere, playing through the delves, the world bosses, and the side quests, just sort of exploring elsewhere. Everything except for the fun. main quest? Yeah, I was doing everything <laughs> except for the main quest because I was planning to do the main quest over the weekend and then I was struck by um, one of those headaches where you can't tolerate light. And so I spent Saturday night lying down in a dark room just sort of going, oh, I is couldn't even tolerate the light on. Migraine or is that an ocular migraine? The light tolerance. Oh, I could. The one... mm. 
I couldn't tell you. I don't get them very often, but when I do, I just feel so miserable because everything I want to do involves my eyes, you know, looking at um, re reading, looking at a game screen, chatting to my friends on online, you know. All oh, yeah, I get those too. Yeah, I don't get it very often, but when I do, I just feel so... Ugh. Remember and then when I... the things we looked at didn't have lights behind them? <laughs> like books and um, Game Boys? Oh, I have I have books. I have I have hundreds of books, but you still need to have a light on in the yeah. room. And my, my eyes were not up to that. So I did not get the Elsewhere main quest on over the weekend, but I did do some of it today. Excellent. Yes. Uh, have you finished all the delves the dungeons for the season of the dragon though uh no they're the not Rathstone. out yet Are I mean, they? I did the you did rastone uh, have, yeah. you, have you done the other dungeons like that yet. came out with elsewhere and all yeah that. they're not a, there are no other oh, dungeons. oh. public dungeons <laughs> yes i haven't done the public dungeons no, <laughs> i think we just happened. lost ohm yeah what just happened he found a cat okay all is good Attached by an Alfie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just hear an explosion in the background. <laughs> yeah, I look down. He's not there anymore. <laughs> that was really funny. That was great. Anyway, it's a good time um... to remember that someone will die on this stream. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I yeah, I have not done the public dungeons yet. Um, I'll probably grind through those at some some point. One character at a time, uh, getting the whatever it is. I think it's some sort of necromantic kitten pet. I'm not sure what I feel about a mummified necromantic kitten, but um... I, it does kind of tie into the Khajiit's whole opinion on that because they don't care about what happens to their body after they're dead. Hmm. Like uh, they just throw their bodies in the desert, and that's why there's historically so many necromancers and elsewhere because they don't care about their bodies. Are you sure about that? Yeah, that's that's a honest part of their culture and why yeah we talked about that so... a while ago too yeah 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 i think i'm reading something about that i just did a couple of quests and people died and and they were you know doing doing special rights and stuff but maybe, yeah. maybe i think it's a special that's, rights on their soul though their, yeah yeah that's like to get their soul across yeah they care yeah. about their souls but the body once that their soul is across is just kind of left in a tomb so it makes sense and other than returning to the world of power, Alara, what else did you get up to this past week? Well, I did not get to elsewhere because of being out of <laughs> power. Of no power. But I have played a lot of Blades. In my goal to um, get all my workshop enchanter, alchemist, and blacksmith to max level, all I have left is just level 10 in my workshop. And I just need uh, 38 more limestone out of um, 848. So, so much. yeah, I, I had to laugh when he was talking about needing like 60 or whatever. Well, you also only need like 40, so. Yeah, thir I mean, yeah, 38, so. For me, like, Should be a, whenever actually I. Just tomorrow, so. Like, whenever I see a grind in the game, I'm very aware of it. I, yeah. I don't know really how to describe it. Whenever I see it, I go like, this is just wasting my time until the next thing. And it really frustrates me. I don't have, like, any patience for being grinding. I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like the jobs and stuff take that long. I'm just, a lot of the time, just sitting and opening chests and selling my stuff, basically. My least favorite thing in the entire game is opening wooden chests. That is very frustrating. That is the worst yeah, I wish they want to get rid of that five seconds. It's just, 
point. I know why they have it. It's just, uh, why don't there's the times when my phone lags and I accidentally spend a gem to open it. (laughs) What was that? Um, um, what, what was that you said there? Why do wooden chests not just auto open? Like, why is there, why do they store it all? Because a gem. That's the reason why. Because if you, to, I'm sure they put it in there so that A, when you are opening, if you want to open a wooden chest while another chest is opening, it'll still call you, cost you one gem. And then it'd be very disjointed, I would imagine, to have, if you double click it, it costs one gem. So you couldn't have it cost no gems if you weren't waiting on something else, but one gem if you were waiting on something else. I imagine that's the reason why, to make it feel less disjointed and still make more money. But it's, yeah. I don't like it. It does not spark, spark joy. <laughs> awesome. And anything else you get up to there, Alara? Um, not really. Aside from, yeah, the webcam, and then I built a sort of just a screen on a PVC pipe to just hide my messy room and stuff. Although, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be working very well, uh, at least on Skype, because Skype doesn't have a zoom in feature, so you can see the edge of the post and stuff. Actually, actually, I couldn't see that. It's, yeah, that side I can see. Yeah. Just have to play with the angles. I blurred my background, but <laughs> yeah, it annoyed me. It still looks better than this pile of absolute junk behind me. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It affects with the uh, logo in the background and everything. I mean, I do yeah. have my dwarven centurions up here, so. <laughs> I wish I could show off all. I love whatever is happening in Gomes' house. <laughs> Are you playing with the cat? Is that what's happening? Kind of. Well, fending her off, yeah. <laughs> Bring She's the cat, cat back. Me, so. Yeah, the cat deserves to be on there. Awesome. Actually, Let's... one moment. Let me deal. resolve this. <laughs> well, while we wait for that, I'll move over to the news. Well, Ohm's dead, so I think we're just going to move on with the news without him, because we're missing him. Actually, AKB, were we doing a giveaway uh, my, tonight? Uh, my uh, stream froze, by the way. Oh, I'll fix that. Well, you remind me if we are doing a giveaway tonight, because I don't remember. We are doing a giveaway tonight. We're doing a giveaway! <laughs> for this fantastic creature that we got from... The oh, Quackcone right. convention over in whatever it's called, uh, UK, Texas, one of the uh, or the other. Well, those those codes were actually obtained from London, so it was uh, some people at Bethesda UK who handed those out, which was they, rather nice of them. It was very nice of them, and we really appreciate it because now we we get to give them out to you guys. Yes, and I'm going the one to more specific. Get that up and ready. You can probably see it pop up on my stream at some point. Yes, I don't. There it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I actually pop up on me. Yeah, yes, it did. It's because I just refreshed it, so it's not losing, oh. which makes me think it's a D- CPU desync error. Okay. Um, you can see it there. It's a hot-blooded bantam guar, as they say, not to be confused with the hot pepper bantam guar, which is the stream exclusive giveaway version of this. So, blooded, unless said, right? 
Was that? You said hot-blooded? Yes. Yep, this one that we're giving away is the hot-blooded. Hot-blooded, hot And unless you want to physically show up to a convention like Quackcone or PAX, one of the directions, you're <laughs> going to have... This is probably going to be one of the few chances to get one. So feel free to enter the giveaway right now with whatever the giveaway is that Pylons made it. I am working on I... it right now. Well. Oh. Incoming call on Skype from somebody I've never heard of. And my Pass phone won't decline it. Pass them in. Don't pass, pass them, in. them in. Um, I'm just getting Hold the on. price set I up. I just take my phone to another room. Sounds good. <laughs> While we wait uh, what for is that, the giveaway uh, like hot command? I am working on it right now. For some reason, it's not giving us access. It's supposed to be exclamation mark guar, but no one's entries are being viewed in here so let's see what's going on Those entries the chatbot seems to be broken so it's broken so it's broken. i have an idea we will draw a random number at the end oh actually Sorry, you can you just type in um can you mod streamlabs akb that'll fix that i believe how can i mod it Type in slash mod space streamlabs. Okay. Streamlabs. I just type that into like stream chat or whatever. Yep, and then that should. Uh, streamlabs isn't like showing up. You know how like it when As you type viewer? in. Is it at streamlabs or? Sorry about this, folks. Just my sure technical to... difficulties. Yeah. Uh, close entries. Resume entries. We're just getting this working here. Do, 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 do. I'll make sure to cut this out in post. So no one will even know. Yeah, so what we'll have to do... I think because it's not going to work here, we'll just pick a random viewer at the end of the show. Okay. We will... I'm sorry, Streamlabs is broken, but we will still give it away. Yeah, no, nothing's working for them. Weird. Okay. Well, we'll move on. So we are doing a giveaway, so make yes. sure you stick around to the end of the show. And we will pick somebody out of the list of current viewers... And assuming you are still there, we will give out that uh, code. So I'll just select copy paste and we'll do a random user. So that'll work out great. Cool. In other news, Beartron, do you want to walk us through what some of the ESO news is for this week? I can do. I'm still freaked out by my phone randomly ringing with a Skype call from somebody <laughs> I've never heard of. Um, right. Um, oh. Uh, so we just had QuakeCon, and the ESO panel was on Saturday. Featured 12 years of ESO history in about 50 minutes, and it was very, very good. Um, I do highly recommend you watch it. It's now on YouTube, and it's called Building Tamriel, the Evolution of e ESO. And it it had some... Uh, it had several trailers. Uh, they showed the original Tamriel Unlimited trailer. They showed the Orsinium trailer. They showed the one Tamriel trailer, and then they showed this um, internal 
video that they made, which had rude words in. <gasps> the quotes, the quotes from players. Um, but yeah, it was it was actually really good. I mean, it was it was the standard people. It was uh, Rich Lambert, Matt Fyroar, um, Gina Bruno, and just Jessica Folsom. Um, but it was really fun, and I felt like they could have talked for twice as long as they had. Um, and yeah, some people are annoyed they didn't show the cinematic trailer for the next um, the next DLC. The final zone, Dragonhold. Yeah, I mean they talked about it a bit. They showed um, they showed, showed some footage, although it was just um, landscapes, really. So could have been anything. Um, what did the landscapes look like? Can you describe them in detail? Are they like jungle like a or fortress. It's uh, it's taking place in a uh, Palatine, which is the kingdom directly below Act and Aquina. And is the southern half of elsewhere. I don't think it's covering the whole thing, but it is covering a chunk. Yeah, they showed they showed essential, um, the town or city, and they showed what looked like um, woodland rather than rather than jungle. To me, it looked more like um, Glenumbra type woodland or, or oblivion type woodland. Um, but I don't know if that's, you know, just my my interpretation from a very quick image. Awesome. And then I believe some of the other news that we have this week is the uh, ESO Elsewhere soundtrack is now available on all of the streaming services and iTunes as well. I don't think it's for sale on Google Play Music, but I know it is. For, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. And I believe it's for sale on iTunes as well. So you can make sure you can check that out if you want to listen to the soundtrack. I've already been listening to it and love it. Amazon as well. Amazon as well. Is it Amazon Music or Amazon? Like, like, can you buy it from Amazon or stream it from Amazon or both? You, you can buy it. I just uh, set it to search for digital music and type in elsewhere. And yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Because I have a streaming music through Amazon Prime. I know I get, so I wasn't sure. If you can stream it as that. well, yeah. Awesome. That's great. And then I believe we also have a crown sale. Uh, Baratron, do you know the breakdown of what's on sale for that? Okay. So the crown sale, <laughs> we've got, uh, as of now, you've got about seven hours left for PC, Mac, and Xbox One. Dun, dun, dun. Um, oh, no, hang on. I can't do maths. I can't do maths. I've said that. Um, but it's 2 p.m. GMT or 10 a.m. EDT. And I'm looking at my... Uh, clock at 3 a.m. in GMT <laughs> and thinking it's seven hours, but of course it's all right. Never mind. You've got, you got a day. <laughs> no, not not the not Well, you've got day. twelve hours. Ele so eleven. Yeah. You've got eleven hours. Eleven hours. Oh, God. Uh, okay, anyway, that's PC, one, Mac, and Xbox two. One. Uh, whereas PS4 has until August sixth. And the way these crown sales work is that the larger the pack you buy, the bigger the deal. So if you get the 21,000 crown pack, you get 40% off. 14,000 crowns, you get 35% off and so on, down to the 1,500, which only has 20% off. The cheapest one, which is uh, 750 crowns, they don't give a discount on the top. There's also 35% off both the full game of Elsewhere and the upgrade uh, from base game and 50% off the ESO base game which does now include Morrowind so if you've you know, never played and you, you want to start you can do so 
I can't believe it. I'm sitting here looking at my clock in. <laughs> it's awesome. not even in GMT, is it? It's in British summer. So, oh, I, I... Buy, them, then... buy them now, all right? <laughs> buy them yeah, now. buy them now. <laughs> I, it's, it's actually funny. I was about to go buy crowns while they were on sale because I was like, I really want to get the Elfique uh companions the banker and the merchant even though i have a banker and a merchant the fact that i can have an alfeek banker or more merchant with me is just they're like, adorable oh, they're but so they're also good. like 50 dollars. i know they're so expensive but they're adorable but if you get them on <laughs> sale if you get them on sale yeah exactly right. yeah wise There's financial decisions advice. from the uesp crew <laughs> Um, but my ESO Plus actually just renewed its yearly subscription this weekend, so I just have a ton of crowns that I can deal with. Um, so because I completely forgot that my it was apparently this day last year that I signed up for ESO Plus again. So it's very good. So I'm I like very flush ESO with, with very flush with crowns. I, li- I like the way they just sort of pop into your account one day and they're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh I have crowns. Yeah. <laughs> what guy buy? Um, the other two minor things we have left in the news for ESO, since there's actually a decent amount this week, uh, gifting event. There's a couple hours left, I believe. I think it's like a day or so left yep. at this point. Cause it'll now, end at 2 AM. 2 AM EDT on August the 1st is when the gifting event finishes. Okay. Right. I don't know how prominent we are yet, but if there is anybody working at ZeniMax online studios, watching or listening to this podcast, I have a plea for you. Please synchronize event and things timings. I have no idea <laughs> when anything is happening in this game at all. I don't know when my dailies reset. I don't know when the login rewards reset because they all seem to be at these different staggered times. The heists end at a certain time. If I fence gear, I have 24 hours from the last time that I fenced gear before I can do it again. There's so many different real world timers and it's so- Oh, 20 hours for, for mount feeding. Yeah, 20 hours for your 20. mount feeding. Yeah, not 24, mm-hmm. 20. Like, just make everything, you know what? At 7 p.m. Eastern time or whatever you want it to be, everything resets. All timers are reset. <sighs> That's my rant for today there. So, anyway, yes, we still have about a, a day left on the gifting <laughs> event. So, if you make sure to gift furniture items uh, from the Crown Store, that total up to 1,000 crowns so i think it can be multiple people but it has to be a total value of 1000 crowns you it will has get to be at least two different at least people two people okay yes two yeah. people thousand crowns you'll get an awesome elsewhere sense rot uh statue it's really big looking but we haven't seen it i don't think in game have we i suspect was it's it on the, the pts in sunspire okay yeah it's I'm pretty huge, sure though. it's in sunspire and it is huge I think Farah is right. I also really wish that they didn't do these events where you have to wait so long to get the actual thing from it. Because I did that, and, and now I'm you still, still waiting. Have to wait. Yeah, yeah, I did it as well. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a little bit of a wait still, but exciting that they're doing it. And I like giving away things to my friends, so I have no problems with it. Um, we're all then, your friends. What's that? <laughs> I said we're all your friends. <laughs> Are you now? Excellent. Interesting. Um, that's how I make friends, just giving them gifts and ESO and then be my friend. Um, we did it um, in, within the guild for, um, we gave away the music box 
So I uh, love the myself, music boxes. So, myself so and another officer who wanted to, to do it. So we, we uh, gave away 800 crowns each that way and then just gave each other 200 crowns worth of stuff. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know what I want. So I sent him this jar, which was like a, a jar with floating liquid. And in the floating liquid, there was eyes. Spies floating, and there's another jar you can get that's, that's floating body parts, just brand. There's like a liver and an intestine or something like that, and then there's one you can get that's floating brain, and they're eight, um, 180 crowns each. They're in the uh, undercroft section of the of the housing editor. If you want to send your friends really weird stuff in order to get your central art statue, very interesting. Is that what you guys chose? Yeah, just just yeah. Here, have this these this jar of eyes. <laughs> uh, the only other event we have is that uh, there will be in Gamescom at Gamescom in Cologne, Germany, on Saturday, August twenty fourth. There will be another tavern event. Um, I know a few of the people from UESP will be there enjoying that. So make sure. I think someone will post the link in chat if you want to get more information on that. Then, Alara, do you want to walk through some of our Legends news for us? Well, the uh, Master Series tournament just finished. Um, the finale was held at ClayCon this weekend. And it can be rewatched on the Legends Twitch if like, you missed it. So spoilers if you haven't. But uh, the winner was, was Thaldir, who won spectacularly with Bloom's Life second. And there were a lot of great matches. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tune in for a so, little bit. I didn't get to watch for too yeah. long. But there, there were some interesting matches there, which is good. I haven't yeah, seen I didn't any get to of watch the much, ones. So. I'm going to go on yeah, back to that. But I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, that there's a lot of good ones. The other news for Legends is they today revealed the um, monthly card for July. I'll post the link in the chat. So this is um, a Sentinel Reclaimer. It's a three-cost intelligence. It's a red guard. A 2-3 with summon, put a steel dagger and steel sword into your hand. Um, if you don't remember what those items are, so uh, one costs one zero and a two costs three zero. So that would be useful in um, a lot of item theme decks. Those are low cost items. And I just thought it was interesting to note that in the art, you appears to be wearing the um, Alliance Rider outfit from ESL. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, definitely. That's cool. And then I think we have a little bit of Blades news. Om, did you get to Om, did you get to see any of the sneak peek that they released today for no. Blades? No, you did not. So, it looks like we got our new town hall update like just at the edge. Like it said they said they wanted to do the monthly, I think they said. They were going to do It was very town surprising. Halls. And this like out of nowhere they're like, "And here it is. We're good to go." So, Update 1.2 comes out tomorrow, I believe. So if you're listening to yes. this podcast, it's probably right now it's available for you. But if you're watching us live, which you can do every Monday night, assuming that there are no uh, more thunderstorms knocking out our power, um, you'll be able to update and get all that new information there. So it looks like they're adding Atronox. Atronox? Atronox. 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 See? I pronounce everything correctly. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, Atronach enemies are level 20. Um, all potent Atronachs and above will have a unique spell. While this spell is active, you'll need to destroy their armor as fast as you can. Otherwise, there will be their health will regenerate and there'll be no way to interrupt their spells. So that's a cool new mechanic that they're adding, kind of like a invulnerability armor. 
that you have to go through quick. I imagine that means um, light-handed like combo weapons are probably going to be very useful against them. If you're trying to dig through them quick. Um, they're adding higher level wits, skeletons, spriggans, trolls, wisp mothers, and wisps. And you can train with Henrik. Does anybody actually know what the training with Henrik is, entails? Um, I believe I will bring up the article again. Um, I think it said you won't lose health for it. And it'll just teach you um, is it some just of like the things. how like, the basics work? Um, stuff like critical hits. Uh, let's see. I just about found it here. Yeah. Um, Henrik can now train you in blocking critical hits and combos. If you've been struggling in battle, put your mind at ease by training with Henrik. You'll take no damage, and your combat skills are guaranteed to improve. Interesting. I assume that's only for new players, no spoilers? That would be my guess. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, also, they made an update to Maroon's, de- uh, Maroon's Razor, which now can instantly kill people. Which it wasn't able to before. I think it was only killing beasts. Now it kills beast folk, myrrh, and humans. So they said there's going to be a number of other bug fixes in the game and little updates that we'll find out about tomorrow. Um, and then they gave a little small tease about uh, PvP, so which is coming out in the fall. And we know that it's going to be one versus one. It's going to be a best-of format, and it's going to be cross-platform. And in between rounds... People will have the ability to swap out equipment and skills. Um, there will be a leaderboard, and it sounds like they're adding guilds and groups into the game at some point. Because as I said, you won't be just playing for you, you'll be playing for the guild. So that seems like it'll be pretty cool. Um, go ahead, AKB. It's a lot to. Because it's still early access, and they have blades to go onto Switch and PC and all that still. Uh, I really wonder, like, how early access in Bethesda's own mind this game currently is now. I'm betting because it's not feature complete, because they still have kind of the arena locked out. I bet once they have the arena out, it'll be out of early access. And then Ohm can (laughs) talk. I have a theory, and it's that they're keeping it that way so that I just have to be incorrect forever. (laughs) And they're like, actually, we've been watching, and that'd be so funny if they just like we're renaming the game to Blades Early Access, (laughs) 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 just so Ulm has to sit there and be incorrect for the rest of time. No, I think we'll eventually let you off the hook. I bet if it's not by fall, then you can change your name back. Maybe if we're feeling luck, feeling happy that day. Um, but no, I am still very, um adamant that i really don't want them to let have pve gear exist in pvp and blades and i really hope they're listening to that kind of sentiment from the community because i think if they have it that you use the same gear in pvp as you do in pve they're going to alienate a large portion of the community because people will not be happy that you can just literally buy better gear than other people so I'm really hoping to make it more of like a ticket system where you go in, pick out from a list. Because there's other like factors that they'd have to figure out too if they don't do it that way is like durability of items. Do they just no longer I mean, have durability? Even the, if we want to get like really technical, even the uh, arena quest line in Oblivion forced you to use uh, the arena's equipment for fairness. Yeah, like it seems like a fa- it'd be 
it fit in like and they could easily make it work well because if they're gonna have a screen where you can swap out items anyways it's no additional work to make that part of that screen be exist before you start the match where you pick items from a list so you know that you've got a sword of every different enchantment a mace of every different enchantment things like that so So there's lots that they can do with that. Baratron, you said you forgot uh, a piece of ESO news? I did. Because um, I mentioned the QuakeCon um, store, uh, panel that they did. And rather important is the part what they said at the end, which is there's now going to be a performance improvements timeline yes. going up on the ESO site uh, at some point this week with an article. And they're going to update it monthly to let, Zos, uh, to let players know where Zoss are, even if it's we're still working on it. And it's got things like uh, quarter four 2019 in development, update 24, memory management overhaul, behind the scenes combat ability improvements one, complete rewrite of the looking for group system and goes on. Uh, quarter one 2020, update 25, patching overhaul and uh, they did actually talk about what the patching overhaul was, which was kind of nifty, which is that um, they're going to remove old assets to free up space on your hard drive. So instead of that situation where the patches are just adding and yeah. adding and adding, um, they're actually going to go through and take stuff away. Isn't that nice? That is very nice. I have actually, I think I've the actually specifically complained about that on this yeah. podcast. Oh, we have. Yeah, yeah we have. Um, and this should lo- make it quicker to load into areas because you won't, you know, there won't be a whole load of invisible objects Junk. in there, essentially. Um, God, it and is. I. When are they doing that? Q one twenty. They're starting at Q one. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm so super excited be, for that. Yeah. I think a lot of the performance uh, updates will be. They look like they're putting a lot of work and thought into them, and it's not just yeah. lip service. So. I kind of like this one, which is quarter two, 2020, for update 26. It said account database cold storage. And they haven't made any, they haven't talked about what this is, but I assume that what it will be is that if you don't log in for a certain amount of time, then your account will be moved off the main database to yeah. a, a back database. And so your data won't be clogging up the system. You can tell yeah. I'm not a database engineer, but that is something that's potentially quite interesting. And apparently... They're going to keep us informed every month. So that is potentially exciting. Um, that awesome. will keep us up to date. Yeah. Yeah. So the other, you... the only other bit of Blades news we had yeah. is that we did have one of our USPers ask if PC is still coming. And they said it's, and it was Zevens, I believe. Zevens? Yes. That's how I'd pronounce that. People's names, man. When you make up your own name, it's going to be so much, so much harder for people to remember how to pronounce it. Um, and they said they're still making it, but it's a ways, ways off. So we don't know when that will be coming, but we do know that it will still be coming according to their current uh, timeline. Awesome. And with that, I think it's time that we dig a little bit deeper into kind of our show topic, which is going to have the wrong bumper here coming up in a second.
So despite what the lies of my bumper tell you, we're actually not doing an Elsewhere lore deep dive, but we are doing the Elsewhere spoiler show. This means that as of today, we will have no more restrictions on spoilers, and that also means that Alara is going to pop off the show because somebody still hasn't finished the main quest. So Alara wanted to pop away, so we'll make sure that you don't have to see what's coming. So I'll just fix that All here. Right. And now Alara is gone and Lemon Turtle <laughs> has taken over her place. Oh no. So Bye. Lemon Turtle ate Alara. The Lemon Turtle dead. has eaten Alara. <laughs> thanks for being on the show, Alara. Make sure to follow Alara yeah, on Twitter you. at al- underscore Alara underscore, which she yep. might change in the future. So don't get too attached yep. to that username. <laughs> awesome. Bye, Alara. Bye. Awesome. So she'll still appear there, even though she's actually not on the call anymore, because of the wonder of technology. So we'll make sure that Lemon Turtle's there to cover the bases. But yes, we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into the Elsewhere main quest story, kind of what happened in it, what we feel about it, and just basic spoilers all around. So I feel like enough time has passed that if you haven't completed the main quest, Bertron, that... You can't really complain about spoilers anymore. It's been a while. You've had ample opportunity to, so we can talk about it a little bit more. So let's get off with some kind of initial thoughts on the main story. Um, AKB, you probably finished it the most recently of any of us. I don't know about um, if you have, how recently you finished it, if you finished it day one or recently, but what do you think kind of like the overarching story is of what happened? I... I played through it on, on stream. the test server, <laughs> then I played it on uh, the stream, and I'm currently, this is my third playthrough, uh, I'm basically, are you kidding me, of all the people to show up and we actually start talking about this. So this is what the story is about to me, this idiot right here called Zumak Foom, <laughs> and how... How did he show up? God. What? Yeah. Can you so, zoom up for Foom, a second? If I'm I trying to remember second. his lore background, it's he was he one of He doesn't have a background. He He's does garbage. Have a, no, he, he was does. one of Mana Marcos dudes. Yeah, he was one of Mana Marcos' I don't, top lieutenants. I don't care like that. about that. He's garbage. Why I, okay. is he called so, Zumog Foom anyway? He's an orc. It is a stupid name. name for an orc. Maybe. It's a stupid name. It's a stupid name for anybody. Maybe so, he was adopted and he was taken so, in by Mana Marco that, who decided to name him So now Zumog that we're Foom. doing a no-bard lore breakdown <laughs> uh, spoiler yes. topic, I want to just violently voice this in full. Did you say violently uh, voice this in full or finally voice this? Or finally both? voice this whole thing. Uh, there's a lot of other things going on in the story, but Zumak Foon's role in it cannot be ignored because he has no role. He shouldn't have been in it. <laughs> he is the worst character in the series. And I hope whoever creates Zumak Foon never hears this because that sounds really mad. That sounds really mean out loud. It's just... He's super evil. Like, I'm going to try talking to him. He's just super grumpy and evil. And he's doing an evil plot for no reason. And fighting you for absolutely no reason. He has no reason to be fighting you besides him being evil. And 
as he fights you, he loses basically everything. He loses the kingdom he was the second in command of. He eventually he loses his pet project. He eventually is killed. All of this to spite you for no reason because you guys have no real conflict. He's just evil for the sake of evil, even at his own suffering. He's so frustrating to me. I have to agree. I do not think Zumok Foom was a good character whatsoever in the story. I think it was like, he's just there to be the evil henchman. That's all his role was to be, yes. which is fine, but they made but him seem like he should have been more than that. But here's the weird thing is the evil henchmen outlived the evil empire. Euroxia, yeah. Tharn, all of that, you've defeated them. You're just working on the dragons. And then you have your final showdown with Zumakfum right before you finish the main quest and fight the dragons head on. It is so bizarre that Zumakfum was still in this story. Oh, as you look like you were trying to pipe in on this. Yeah, uh, um, sorry, you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's a good character, but I do appreciate that he's, like, basically a Saturday morning cartoon villain. Yeah, exactly, that's kind of what he is. But, like, but, that's kind of, that's, it's kind of fine to me, to be honest. Like, he's just, like, this bad henchman character that he it's weird that he lived on and didn't have any real reason for things but I don't know Baratron what were you going to say? Well what I was going to say is he's a lot like Rizal Jewel in Rivenspire who yes. is um, Baron Wylon Montclair's evil necromancer and in who you kill fairly early on in the Rivenspire questline. Yes um, exactly and it's like it's almost like it's the same, the same idea. And that he was an Argonian, um, and I'm just I'm just actually sitting here looking at the UESP page for Rizal Jew and thinking, hmm, some of this dialogue is sort of familiar. Yeah, it's the, that's the thing saying, though. Is he's almost there until the very end? Yeah, I don't he's get it. he's a. I guess it's one of those like, I I I'm trying to think of him from another in Lord of the Rings worm. Wormtail? Wormtongue. Wormtongue. Wormtongue or Wormtail? I can't remember. No, Wormtail it was Wormtongue. Harry Potter. Uh, Wormtail, yes. Wormtail is Harry Potter. You're getting my fantasies mixed up there. But he's kind of similar to that kind of character. Where it's just like, he kind of gets... I wonder if there was some inspiration there of like the... He's not the big bad evil, but he seems... He becomes worse later on. Especially if you books, not the movies, where he goes back and destroys the Shire. But How does Wormtongue end up in power in the first place? His name is Wormtongue. I know. Do you think somebody would have guessed that when they were let's say, hey, who do you want your new advisor to be? I don't know. This guy named Wormtongue's probably a decent bloke. Just, if you ever get a resume on your desk from someone named Wormtongue, please just do yourself a favor and throw that away. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Or>. racist. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think um Zumog Foom was really a exciting character, but I didn't care about him enough to get angry about him the way AKB has. Um, like I just Here's, thought of him as like just like a throwaway character from the. I want to talk about though. that because. But, what is, but before same, we go on on that, what was his role for people who haven't finished? 
he was uh, the chief necromancer for the little rogue state Eurexia is ru- uh, running. And the reason the dragon's betrayer is because Zumak Fum goes like, hey, I'll be loyal to you, yeah, you even don't need her. if you get rid of her. Which, the thing is, though, Eurexia Tharn was kind of a cool character. Like, yeah. she was interesting to talk to. She had an interesting tie-in to the story through being a Tharn. Why Why did, couldn't she have stuck around instead? Why couldn't you have killed Zumak Fum and then you fought Euraxia near the end of the quest line to f- defeat her. It's just, it, it was like they had a cool character right there, and they put it aside for Zumak Fum. I mean, I feel like part of it's like to focus on the whole necromancy thing with the thing. Like, they needed to have, like, a necromancy archetype character throughout the entire quest. Isn't but wh- Euraxia also one? Euraxia? I she uses necromancy. I I don't know if she is a necromancer, but certainly Abnathon has been. I, and you, you know, know Abner I has can't been. remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure she uses mm-hmm. necromantic magic during your boss fight with her. Oh yeah, she raises uh Camille's yeah, she, parents from she does like she do that herself or was it done for her? I'm not sure. I don't think she's in the room I, when but you But they fight could have the... just rewrote it in yeah. three lines. Euraxia is a necromancer too. Yeah. No, yeah, Zumov Boom is kind of just there as a, a way to fill a plot point. Is kind of what it felt like. It's like we need to have a necromancer on the other side to make necromancy more prominent. I think so. They kind of just had to create a character to fit that role. And yes, I, I agree. With chat uh, that he should have Harry, been <laughs> Yes, I would have much more enjoyed it that way. Yeah. Um, so then if we go, if we take a step back for a minute too, and we look over kind of what the main story of elsewhere is, Abner Tharn gets a message that his sister's trying to do something. He says, I'm going to stop this. And then he goes and releases dragons from the halls of Colossus who then get out and for whatever reason are like, we're going to destroy the world. And then everybody tries to stop them. So Abner goes and then discovers that he has to kill his sister he then goes to fight his sister and her necromancers and the dragons, and we successfully kill his sister. Spoilers. And then the necromancers are like, yeah, we're still with the dragons, though, so there's still two of us here. So then the from there is where kind of like the real story of what's happening in Elsewhere happens. Um, that's when we find out that Chimera is the queen, which I personally didn't find shocking, but a lot of people uh, we were talking about today in the Discord, for example, saying, like, it came out of nowhere. But I thought it was pretty well telegraphed that she was going to be a royal member or a member of the royal family or something along those lines. So. I I agree with that. Uh, she doesn't really have a set past. She's clearly someone very special just yeah. from her... She's weird got skill this crazy set. magic pendant, so that and generally course, in a video game. Why would you have this character here if yeah. she wasn't going to be important to the overall story? Yeah, like yeah, from and if you look at it just purely from a these are the things I was told in a story. There's not too too much saying she's the queen, but if you think about it, like kind of play the meta game of it, it's like okay, well, why is she here unless she's a very prominent like member of the story? So. Chekhov's Khajiit. Yeah, as essentially, why else would she exist unless she is a gun cat? 
it works. Um, yeah, so then ask... Oh, go ahead, Bertrand. Oh, I was going to say, I saw a few comments today that it would have been better if, rather than just being a sort of mysterious nobody, if she'd been adopted by Garish Ree. Um, and then uh, she would have had sort of a purpose for being there. It, it wouldn't have been... And then it would have actually been more of a surprise that she was the secret queen. And I thought, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, she, she was working side by side with him. Yeah, but she was kind of effectively the, the, adopted, but most people had had the impression that she was um, Razumdar to Queen Irene, that she was the spy and and yeah. diplomat, um, and so then it came, and that, I think that's where the idea that because again the other thing I've seen today is the the accusation that she's a Mary Sue character. I think she is. I mean, she's clearly got a lot of faults, like in pretty much the first quest in the game where she goes running into the um, mine even though she's been told not to and gets gets all the rest of her soldiers killed. Yeah. Um, I don't think she is. She is a Mary Sue character, but she is kind of... She doesn't do anything spe special. She doesn't do anything really that special, though. Like, she has a magic pendant. Yeah. That, and she's decent at things. She's a scholar. She's has some knowledge. She's a decent fighter. But, like, everything that happens in the main story, it's because you and Abner Tharn are there as well and a bunch of other supporting characters. If she ran off and like came back and was like, I killed all the dragons by myself, then sure, I can see like kind of like the Mary Sue accusations being there. Like, oh, or she had a masterful plan. Like, she didn't even really have any plans. She just kind of rushed into situations. But like, Abner's almost more of a Mary Sue character than she is. But of course, Abner Thurn does have is legitimate faults because he's well the big one that's changing <laughs> sure. for him is the fact that he's just straight up going like hey by the way i'm dying during all this yeah i thought um, that was really interesting it was because like it, yeah it adds it, a level it, of like mortality to him it, it, he's weak he has to sit out of a lot of fights because he goes like yeah i can't do this stuff anymore like I know I ha did actually read people go like, oh, Abner Thurn is uh, Mary Sue or Gary Stew, if you want to be Mary one of those. Stew, I think it is. Isn't it? It's a Mary Stew? Gary Stew. It Gary is, yeah. Stew. That's what it is. Gary Stew. And I'm going like, I mean, he has a ton of problems. He failed almost everything he ever tried. He let out dragons. <laughs> like He got the um, next emperor potentially killed. Yeah, and he's, like, he's actively dying throughout the story. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's actively like, responsible for most bad things that have happened in the game. <laughs> he, he can't be a Gary Stew. Yeah. I think it's a very easy to learn about concept. So people want to attach it to things because it's a very easy to understand concept. Oh, uh, Mary Sue, Gary Stew is a character... And it becomes ultimately uh, Mary Sue, Gary Stu is a character who is powerful. Yeah, that's whereas, a lot of the times what I think a lot of people just kind of misunderstand what the purpose yeah. of those characters are. And it's like a Mary Sue is a wish fulfillment character that is going to be practically like is going to be unbelievably good at things that they have no reason to be good at. They're just underaged and are already smarter than everybody else in the world. And like, well, Chimera like, is not that smart. The she the deliberate example of a Gary Stu, Mary Sue, is uh, Saitama from uh, One Punch Man. 
He is absolutely <laughs> powerful. No one can stop him. No one can hurt him. That's Mary Sue, Gary Stu, and even then, he's still a well-written character. He's super enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I personally but really like the way they wrote Chimera um, overall. Yeah. I think she was a well-done character with kind of depth. Like, it wasn't just a, she shows up and saves the world. Like, it was kind of a, like, she seems angsty, sure, but her, her parents were killed, so that's kind of par for the course on that one. She messes up a lot. Yeah. Um, she is entirely reliant on you and Abner Tharn as to basically legitimize her mission from just being a mad dash into fighting dragons and necromancers into being an actual plan. Um, I'm kind of concerned as like her as a queen. I don't know if how I don't think she'd actually make that good of a queen. Well, spoilers on that one. Doesn't she only last like 15 years before? Rimen secedes from the rest of elsewhere. Good point. It's not long. If, if well, assuming timelines are what we think they are, like Rimen secedes, we know very soon in the future. So it's very possible that she's not a good queen and doesn't do a good job ruling. We don't know that it's actually everybody was like happier before and it was a very prosperous. It doesn't seem like Rimen was very prosperous and amazing before when her parents were the rulers. So it's possible that, like, while, yes, Araxia was terrible, it's just it was not that big of a deal for a lot of the townsfolk because they're like, yeah, but they were kind of terrible before, too. That is something that uh, is kind of displayed because you go through your walk through the town and Abner Thurn's talking about the oppression going on here. And you don't really see it besides that. Yeah. Like, he explains, like, Oh, these are the things oppressing people, but basically, like it's not like oh, this is a uh, cat mass murder. This is more like yeah, you don't see piles of dead taxes. bodies and stuff like that. This is like, cats have slightly higher taxes than normal. It's yeah. Cat microaggressions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was an interesting way to present it. So it's because since we do know that very soon in the future that she's not queen for much too much longer. Well, hang on. Do we know she's not queen for much longer? If Rimen secedes from the rest of Elsewhere, does that mean that she's not queen? Well, she wouldn't be queen of Elsewhere. It was... I mean, look it up. She's not Elsewhere. She isn't queen she's of Elsewhere. She's queen, queen of, of Anaquina. Anaquina, Anna yes. Queen. Right. Mm. Let me see. I'm looking it up right now. But yeah. So while we... Um, the other major character I want to talk about is... Uh, Zamrak, and he's kind of a symbol of the group of characters. Of course, he shows up the moment I start talking about him. <laughs> that is just really. Uh, Zamrak's kind of an example of the problem with the side characters, and that's they don't get enough screen time. It's true, but that's sneeze. that's always a normal thing in like video games is there's always I think every game that has like a story there's always a character that I wish got more screen time that never ends up because like oh that's such an interesting concept for that but they just never they can't always dig too deep on that but I mean my point is that like Zamorak okay Zamorak didn't get enough screen time because the story's super focused I understand that Zamorak has to compete with, like, I think, like, three, two or three other Khajiit supporting characters 
in the group, uh, two Imperials, not in counting Abner Tharn as a main character. It's just insane how many side characters there are yeah. for your little uh, adventuring party. And they don't really, any of them besides Abner Tharn and Kamira get much time. Well, it's weird because I feel like Somerset especially did, like, side characters so well. It did. Like, everybody's so fully realized that it's so weird that, like, nobody else get like, the people in, like, elsewhere get, like, so little. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, yeah, I would agree with that. I remember a few really cool scenes uh, for Zamorak, and that's why I can remember his name. I know there's also, like, Gunrazi or... There's also, like, Prefect Kalo. I can't remember their exact names. Garashri. Uh, and there's Captain Nalado. Yes, that Nalado. one, too. Yeah, she is one. there so briefly that everyone, like, why did they even write her in? And they could have just made, like, all the Khajiit-supporting characters, like, they could have kind of combined roles, basically. It feels like everyone's fighting for screen time. And no one really gets much because of that. So what do you think, which kind of like into a question here for everybody, would you have preferred they made the the main quest longer and told the story of more people in it or made it, left it the same length, but cut some of those people out and maybe merge them together? Maybe make Captain Nolado and Zamorak the same character? I mean, I, I would have preferred for it to have been... Um, the same length with fewer characters because even then it's just a lot to keep track of basically I, I don't know how to explain that more sufficiently there are so many people in Elsewhere who are part of the main story except not really you know yeah yeah no I know what you mean. I think I would I would do the same some fans were complaining it's too short, but I was looking at this and it's seven quests plus the prologue and the tutorial. And then there's always the one at the end that's not really a quest where they, in this case, they crown the new ruler. Um, in in Bardenfell, it's where Vivette gives his presence out to people, you know. So, so, so it's seven quests plus the prologue and tutorial. And that's the same as Somerset. Um, it's one more than Bardenfell, which was six. Plus the ending. Um, so it seems like the right sort of length for a main quest. But, I mean, I've done the first three quests and I'm already a bit... There's too many people. Yeah. Um, the, the main quest, I also got the feeling in the middle. Like, I actually really enjoyed it. And I thought it was interesting with the dragons. And the, the end of it is very interesting when you go to... Essentially what happens is, at one point in history, Cadwell and... Who we'll talk about a little bit more... Um, in a bit, um, Cadwell and what was the name of the Khajiit? The lore legend, anyways, the legendary oh. Khajiit. I can't remember his name. Uh, Raz, it started with an R. What was that? Om Kunzari, Kunzari, yes, no, Kunzari yes. is around today, isn't he? No, that's yeah, that's he's, legend, uh, yeah, okay. Unlocked, um, big spiky dragon away. I can't remember, his yes. Name. Um, they tricked one of the dragons to stop terrorizing people by essentially locking away its power in Jode's core. I believe it was Jode. 
Yes. Jode. Jode, yes. It was Jode's core. Um, and then they decide, okay, well, now that we're out, we're going to go get that back. And then you have to go back and fight the dragons on the moons after you open up a moon portal, which is awesome. Um, the moon gates, which looked exactly like Stargates from Stargate. Um, but yeah, so you go back and that part was interesting and really cool. I really like that. But then the middle parts where you're kind of just running back and forth between Rimmon and the other cities and running back and finding Zumog Foom and going back and checking this person. Like I like, I understand the point of the stories, but Somerset's felt more engaged through the entire main quest. Whereas this one felt like the middle was a lot of kind of fetch quests. I definitely agree with that assessment. And it's not bad. I enjoyed no, it's a lot not of bad it. at all. I would I wouldn't say it's bad at all. But and here's the thing: if you enjoy Khajiit lore, Ellsworth's super cool for the most part. Like, there's a bunch of cool c- scenery. It 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 does drag at times, but it's kind of like to explain Khajiit lore. Yeah, which it's almost always new lore that they gave us when they did that. So I'm okay with it. It does get tedious to play through, though. Yep, I mean, that's kind of the feeling I got. Like, it took me longer than I wanted it to to play through because I kind of got... I got burnout a little bit from that, but also from the event systems, which we'll talk about another day, maybe next week, um, from playing. See, so it's like I just didn't want to drag through those middle parts. I was doing this with a, a new character, so a necromancer. I was too. And I started with a new Elsewhere tutorial and then did a Rage of Dragons, and I didn't do the Elsewhere prologue, which is the quest in between the um, Wrathstone dungeons and kind of the start of this, which explains where the dragons came from. Um, and I didn't do that, and because I didn't do that, it's super unclear why Abnathan's even there helping the Khajiit. I mean, he, oh, he yeah. calls if you don't do the prologue, it makes zero yeah. sense. Right? He calls he calls Euraxia his vile half-sister, but it's not explained. And, and, you know, as a new person, you wouldn't necessarily... If you were a new player and this was your first game, you wouldn't know to do the prologue. And it seems really, it really strange. It prompts you a couple times to do the prologue quest. You may What's have that? just... You may have zoomed past it, but... I didn't zoom past anything. I was listening to my Abnathan. I love that man's voice. Yeah, because if you... I was, uh... If, as soon as you get out, it pointed you, if you hadn't done it completely, because I only know because I did it on my Necromancer, it pointed me to the prologue quest. If you don't skip the um, tutorial. Yeah, I did the whole tutorial. Interesting. Mine pointed me to it, it, and then it told me to, like, uh, get the quest starter um, item. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Mine just told me to go and talk to Abnathan in Riverhold, I think. Um, mine told all me three to of mine did that, too. I was told to go see him in Grotwood. I did not get told to go to Grotwood. Interesting. I n- never actually did uh, the prequel one, and I really wanted to. I wonder if you could do it right now. Can you open up and get the... Oh, you, you can always go back and do, do yeah. the prologue um, later. But yeah. yeah, it was it was super unclear, and I, I just kind of thought that was interesting because yeah, because I remember strange. having that in there, so that's very interesting. Mm. But yeah, uh, the the one thing also I still don't understand is what were the dragons trying to do in the first place? Like, why are they all mad and cranky? Okay, so some of that is actually going to be explained in the dungeon pack we don't have. Yet. Okay, that's where that's good because I was like, 
I get that they were trapped and tricked and stuff like that, but why did they feel like they needed to trick them in the first place? Like, dragons haven't generally no, I, been like, the I'm going to attack this countryside. The dragons wanted basically all the energy from the moon. From before? Like, that's the first time they the, That was the away? original plan. But why did they want and the energy from the moon? To so do they what? Could, the main dragon wanted to make himself stronger than Akatosh. Oh, interesting. Okay. I missed that part. I don't know if that must have been a lore book or something I didn't read. It's, it is. Uh, I don't think they say it outright in dialogue, but it's kind of discussed, like, how with how they were tricking them, going like, oh, they were uh, going to use it to, like, make uh, the main dragon stronger. Gotcha. Yeah, I did see that somewhere when I was reading through EVSP earlier. (sighs) It's a gross simplification of the whole thing, but that's basically it. There's a core on the moon that if a dragon eats it, they become stronger than Akatosh. Which... That sound, sounds really simple, but it getting all to the moon really, it's part of the yeah. liminal barrier and there was a lot of stuff. challenges along the way with that plan. It sounds like there was. And then they were ultimately defeated by Cadwell and his friends. So how did you guys feel about Cadwell? Ohm. Throughout um, this story, how did you I'm gonna ask Ohm first just can, because Oh Okay. Yeah, just how did you feel about the way they represented Cadwell? In the Elsewhere story? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I felt like... I, when, I felt like towards the end they kind of made it seem like he was going to die just kind of permanently once shitty yeah. Cadwell got revived. Um, and when he just kind of like popped back out once you off worse Cadwell, <laughs> that kind of... I don't know, kind of devalued the whole scene there, which, I mean, in all fairness, he's kind of a slapstick character, so it makes sense, but... Um, I was uh, I was surprised they brought him back, too. I thought for sure they were going to let him kind of die so that they could basically stop having to hire John Cleese for things. See, this is another thing that I read um, on the forums today when I was preparing for the show, was the idea that um, by always having happy endings, it it kind of cheapens the story because what we could have had was we could have had, you know, the world being almost taken over by dragons or that you managed to defeat the dragon, but say with the loss of Chimera and then instead of preparing for a coronation, you're preparing for a funeral. I think the interesting thing with that though, is it's the season of the dragon. These stories aren't over yet. We still could have some more major, Things And I think it would be annoying if for like the chapter or the fourth part of the story, like the final DLC zone, if it was a whole new cast of characters. Like I do like the idea that it's going to be the same characters doing different things throughout the whole story so that then maybe Abner Tharn dies at the end or something like something big happens at the end. Maybe, Because um, yeah, because yeah, it's it's a different way that we've done it before because all the other times the chapters have been like their own sections. There's no continuing story really other than like the, mm-hmm. the kind of breadcrumb crumbs between the chapters and the main DLCs. This one kind of gives us a new outlook on it that all of the stories are linked. 
So that could potentially be. We're still waiting on some big stories or big, big moments that are going to change things. How about you, uh, AKB? What were you thinking about Cadwell? So I have a question first for you guys, and is that do you even like Cadwell as a character? I liked Cadwell as a character. I really liked him during the main quest. I, 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 I enjoy what they did with Cadwell, but I did find it to become tiring. Like a little bit, felt a little bit shoehorned in. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh, what about you, Vera and um? So, first of all, um, what they've done with him contradicts previous um, previous lore out of game lore, anyway. Yeah. Which is um, some things that Lawrence Schick said. Now, obviously, they have the... They... I, I believe that Lawrence Schick was probably involved with this uh, because, obviously, when these stories were written, um, would have been last year when he was still there. They have... So... I, I'm sorry to cut you off. They have made it kind of clear, like, as a policy... For the whole company and Elder Scrolls lore in general, they don't care about contradicting things they say outside of the games. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's fine. They're, they're, they're within their rights to do so. Um, but it was kind of I don't know the idea that he was he was a bad guy, and that that he he became the goofy Cadwell um, by getting soul his soul basically like stretched and ripped and pulled around yeah. and kind of like reshaped his soul. I liked that they gave him that kind of a backstory actually to be honest. I think like the him being the big bad of a previous story is kind of cool and it makes him a little bit more of a gives him more depth as a character because now it's just like a little bit like oh he's interesting now but yeah. I really like what they do with him physically though. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but he's always doing something. Like you approach him uh, when he's yeah. standing outside the the house where Garishri, Kamira, and Abnathan are having a meeting, and he's he's talking about how he couldn't find the skull, and yet he's playing like keepy uppy with something. And I, I I actually thought it was a skull. It wasn't. It was it was a pumpkin. But I honestly thought he was so nuts that he was he was saying he hadn't found the skull, but he was like kicking it. Um, I don't know what it's called in American, but like keepy up, you know, when you've got a ball and you're trying juggling. to stop it from hitting the ground. Well, it's not juggling because you're doing it with your feet, your knees. You still can call it juggling, though, too. Well, it's like anyway. juggling a soccer ball. Fair enough. Anyway. Um, and well, when he's making a call it hacky sack. Well, that's if you're using a hacky sack. I think you can play hacky sack without a hacky sack. Don't you need a hacky sack? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, and when he's making the traps, and he's like, I didn't know I knew how to make traps, and here I am making traps. Oh, gosh, isn't that terribly, terribly interesting? Uh, and he's always doing something physically. And that, I actually thought, was almost more interesting than what he what yeah, he says. Like his lore. Like, yeah. uh, what about you, Om? Do you like Cadwell as a character, not even counting necessarily his uh, elsewhere stuff? I kind of do. I mostly just like, I, I like listening to John Cleese. Uh, I don't really like John Cleese as a person, but I do like listening to him. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, but good question. I think I like him in, as a character in very small doses. That's kind of the same way as me. Like, I like I like that he exists, and the way they did him in the main story was like great. Like, I felt like it was like a little bit of comic relief coming through and stuff like that. Whereas they felt elsewhere didn't really need that comic relief. And that basically falls to where I was. He's with like Zumog Foom and the um, prefect Kalo and the captain of the guard. I can't remember her name. They all kind of are extra to the plot. Like what really changes to the elsewhere plot if you just remove Cadwell? Nothing really. Like he was replace necess- him with somebody else. That would be. He could. It could have been anyone else. You could have also literally just not included any of those details about the betrayer. Nothing major would have changed. Like the betrayer yeah, wasn't. I think the major. betrayer was an actually interesting concept of having. Like that, I think if you pulled out the idea that you had somebody with you that was part of the original, like, uh, capture of the dragons, I think that was actually a really neat concept that they did. And I'm glad that they did include that. But you could have um, knocked it out and had anybody be that. Like, oh, this random person that you found is actually a resurrected blah, blah, blah. Um, it works because it's Cadwell that you already knew. And he, you already know him as a soul shriven, so. The, I, but basically where I'm still going to fall is like, I kind of just wish this wasn't here and we focus more on the Khajiit. Because, like I said, all of the Khajiit stuff is very cool. It all yeah. looks cool. And I'm like, like, do we really need to be hanging out with Cadwell and the orc Zumog Foom for well, a half hour? We're suffering from the fact that there weren't any beast races in the original Five Companions. You yeah. know, we've got a bunch of humans, right? Plus Manamarco. Um, and I mean, even Cadwell, even he's he's a soul driven, but he's a soul driven human. And you know, having four humans, an elf, and a soul driven human d- does kind of limit things. And I don't know why they did that with the Five Companions. Um, it makes sense. It, it, I could imagine. Later. I, I agree. It makes sense because the uh, beast races have always kind of been sidelined in the series. Mm. I mean, it doesn't help that the five companions are all voiced by like celebrity voice actors, and nobody wants to like f- force a celebrity voice actor to like be like the entire time. <laughs> it's true, well, and also maybe. like Varen was an imperial. I wouldn't have expected him to buddy up too much with uh, Khajiit or Gonians. Really? I don't know. I mean, Queen Irene is buddied up with, with Rasmodar, so... Yeah, but she's an and, elf. Yeah, Altma are even snobbier than Imperials, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Tune in next time while we decide what is the snobbiest race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's another thing we could do, but... Well, because it depends. Like, oh, man, yeah. Zumog Foom. I think my biggest problem with him is his is his name, and my second biggest problem with him is his <laughs> I am so evil voice. He is the epitome of a mustache twirling villain, as I. Like and then to when say. I realised, you know, compared made the comparison to Rezor Jewel in in. Uh, really silly. I'm just like, oh, God. yeah, it's very silly. 
Like, the mushroom I mean, is legitimately funny. Well, he but, could have been the comic relief then. He, he should have been. been the betrayer. <laughs> he could have been the betrayer himself. <laughs> that would see that would have been better. I would have liked Sumak Foom. Oh yeah, I could totally see that guy as the betrayer. Sumak Foom. That's like one of the most evil names possible. It is a good evil name. Saying all this though, like, well, I do have criticisms of Elsewhere. I do think I did really enjoy the Elsewhere story. I think overall, I really enjoyed the entire chapter so far of Elsewhere. It I was think. very good. I, yeah, I, I had no, I like these are criticisms that I'm picking out because there was things that I didn't like love. But overall, I was very happy with the story, the pacing, the like the twists were cool, but not too like. Oh, that's just completely out of left field for me. Some people disagree with that, but that's fine. I tend to think of this as a sort of loving criticism, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. As in, it's sort of 9 out of 10, and this is how we think it could have been 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think it, um, I, I would probably rate it an 8, like 80%, yeah. is it's, what I would give the I am overall. absolutely like, adorable. From main quest. Like I've already said quest. before, I think, uh, I think Elsewhere is the single strongest thing in ESO. Yeah. Like, and I completely mean that. Everything I say is like, oh, hey, it could have been better, though. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But that's, I feel with that with everything. Like, obviously, it's not going to be a perfect, it's like a perfect five out of seven. Um, I'm trying to think of what I was going to say next, and your combat skills have distracted me yet again. <laughs> I'm winning. Oh, but what I was going to say is like, Elsewhere didn't have like the Sigic questline grind, which was oh, painful from Somerset. And actually, to be honest, like Somerset was, a, I thought, a fantastic expansion as well. And but that Sigic questline grind really like drug it out for me. Like Just that kind of visit every single times. zone and find something and find this random it. thing that your add-on is kind of broken for. So yeah, I done it four times, and from now on, I'm just gonna. Well, as soon as they introduce the ability to yeah. buy the skill line with crowns, I'm just going to doing that because yeah. oh god, stop doing we'll that. Spend again. the money on that. Yeah, it's worth it's, it's worth spending the money just to just to never have to do it again. Goodness. Um. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think Lord that kind of wraps us up for tonight, does it not? Is there... There's a little line here that says no I did have a, but we did kind of talk about giveaway. that. I have one question. I I want to talk about the giveaway again in a second. Um, but the okay, my one lore question that I had before we move on before uh, to kind of finish up the show because we are going a little bit long tonight. They manually manipulated the moons, so right. they caused an eclipse to happen. What happens to Khajiit that are born during that time? Are they the Khajiit that would normally happen, what the moon was supposed to be? Or are they the what the moon is during the eclipse? It's I'm going to say it's what it's during the eclipse. Uh, and if it's not an actual moon phase, it's a miscarriage. Well, I guess my question has always been like, do the eclipses happen like at a predictable time, like naturally? Because if so, it seems like if you were just real good at timing, you could just like have a kid that was the main. Just if you just... so, yeah, right. Like, yes, uh, there is in fact uh, 
ESO released a chart and the full Tamrielic moon cycle, there's like 400 different phases uh, before it will cycle back to one, unlike ours. But like when, so the eclipses happen at a predictable time. Yes, yes. I believe that they were on there. It was entirely predictable. Huh. Yeah, so that just seems like it'd be real easy to just like, if you were really good at timing, conceive a kid that would be born at the right time. Yeah, if you, I wonder if there's like micro racism among the Kashyyyks. They're like, oh, I don't want to have an Alfique baby. Guess I gotta make sure it happens at this time. <laughs> well, also, I mean, can, an, all... like, can an Alfique give birth to a Senshrot? Yes, they no, can all give birth to yeah. another kind. Is there um, like a kind of proto? The baby's born as this sort of proto form. Yes. So you can yeah. Get and then it they're all born as like normal kittens. Kittens. Because you know, as a as a woman, I'm I'm just really you know I have insights into this that. I mean, have you yeah. seen the Argon <laughs> Argonians have to go through? No. Big have eggs. you seen those eggs? They're like they're pretty the big. Size of oh yeah, they are big eggs. eggs. I was thinking the birth from the eggs, and I'm like, I don't think I've seen a baby be born from an Argonian egg. The eggs can be like the size of an Argonian's chest, and I think the lar largest clutch we've heard of was nine. Oof. Good grief. Oof. Oh, right. That's What's deeply so troubling. Yeah. But I think on that note, of, ugh, it's probably a good place to end it for tonight. Um, covered a lot of information there so thank you everybody for showing up tonight and thank you Ohm for coming on finally to admit that you're wrong about things um, no problem. it's always awesome to be able to point out that you're wrong and then I see your discord name change from anything else and point out immediately after be like actually you're still wrong I'm sorry um, it's all good I got away with it for a couple of weeks you did you definitely did so we'll make sure to keep pinging ping you and if you ever see Ohm's name change in uh, Discord, which you can find at discord.gg slash UESP, make sure to ping him and ask him why he's wrong. So if it doesn't <laughs> say, make sure you ask him, hey, why are you wrong? Or if you just want to, just ask him why he's wrong. It's always a fun time. Um, I want to remind everybody that we finally got the Guar um, giveaway working. So if you type exclamation mark Guar in chat, you're entered for a chance to win the Guar during the after show. So we'll play the credits and some fancy movies and music, and then you can join us while we do the draw there. So if you want a chance to win the Guar that you can get from Game... Not Gamescom. QuakeCon. QuakeCon. There's so Gym many cons. Uh, yeah, make sure you type in Guar in chat, and we'll give you a chance to go. So on behalf of myself, Baratron... The Lemon, Alara, Ohm, and AKB. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. And we hope you had a good time and learned a little bit with us. And if you like us, make sure you uh, follow the Twitch channel or subscribe to the podcast. Um, AKB, do you have the list of subscribers that we wanted to thank? You never told me I needed to get a list. It was in the notes. I read the notes. It wasn't there. Interesting. I only ask you because I actually don't have access to it right now. It did not say AKB type a list. It just said thank our subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep whispering, no one will hear us. It'll be fine. Everything is normal. 
Yes. Anyways, if you're one of our subscribers, thank you so much for subscribing to the show. We really appreciate it, and it really helps us out with continuing on with the show. So thank you so much for that. And we'll make sure to shout out our actual subscribers at a later date and get it actually formally in there in the show because we appreciate all that you guys do. And thank you for joining us um, for all of this tonight. We had a great time. So on behalf of myself and everybody here, thank you for listening and have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody. So long. Pass out. So uh, yeah. pylon. Since we went so over.